Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. Welcome to the January 28, 2017 edition of Daily Talk. Researcher 135's community call with your host, Rich Bernadotte. Tonight we're welcoming back a guest who has been on the show several times before. The guest is uh, Linda Beauvais of Canada, and she is uh, will be calling from Quebec, from the Montreal region. She has a book out, uh, The Gabriel Principle. She will be talking to us tonight about uh, regress to hypnosis. She will be uh, discussing her book, The Gabriel Principle, and she will be, we will be doing a reenactment of uh, one of her first regressions, and she'll be uh, doing the part of Leanne, and I'll be doing the part of John. Then we're going to also deal with an entity uh, called Volka, B-O-L-K, and Linda Beauvais will explain to us who and what Volca is, and uh, some wisdom from Volca will be shared during this evening's show. Those of you who missed it, last week was the return of Wendy Rose Williams. It was a wonderful show. It is available on Facebook. It is available on Clip, uh, www.clyp.com. It is here in the archives of Researcher 135's community call on www.talkshoe.com. And it is in many Facebook groups where you can click on it and listen to it. And that's Wendy Rose Williams. She's been a guest many times as well. She also has a book out, which we dealt with in last week's show, Regression Healing One, The Huntsman, The Lord High Mayor, and The World War II Soldier. Wonderful book. She uh, has written other books too, and, and she discusses those during the show. And again, uh, with all of my shows, they're all recorded and archived uh, under Research Researcher 135's Community Call. They're on, uh, you know, on www.talkshoe.com. And uh, everyone out there, I want to welcome our guest uh, tonight uh, from the Montreal region of Quebec. Uh, good evening, Linda Bove. How are you this evening? Pretty good. I wasn't too sure I was doing the right thing there with the dial, but it's good. I got in. <laughs> Indeed. Well, now, tell us a little, first of all, tell us a little about your work and tell us a little about the Gabriel Principle. Oh, hi. Um, I didn't know we were already on. <laughs> we're beginning, uh, yes. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, well, the Gabriel Principle is the book that I wrote, and uh, it's about past life regression, and it's about um, uh, discovering my past lives and seeing the connection uh, of the past life and this life. And uh, I discovered that there is a lot, a lot of connections between lives and and that the decisions that we make in this life sometimes come from a past life, you know? So that's Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So one of the uh, the things that we're going to be doing tonight, of course, is uh, recreating a, a first regression, uh, and that's going to be very very interesting to our listeners to to actually experience that. Yes, I think it's uh, maybe a little bit different. It's the first time that I do that. So, uh, but it, it, it's going to show a little bit what could happen during a regression and how the conversations can go. Uh, of course, when I did this, uh, I did this with my ex-husband, and uh, he was very good at going into meditation and going into a very relaxed state. Um, so it worked very well with him. He was able to visualize past lives and and, and things like that. So um, we were lucky in that way that it really worked with him. Yeah. In addition to him, who who are some of the other people, uh, or do you have a number of other people that you've also worked with uh, with regression? Yes, I've I've regressed a lot of people, uh, Great. mostly friends and friends of friends, uh, because uh, it it. It's never been my full-time job or anything like that. It's been a passion and a, you know, like a hobby. So a friend would, I would do it with a friend, and then a friend would say, oh, that worked well, and then they they, they talk to their friend, and then they say, would you mind doing it with my friend and things like that. So it kind of snowballed like that. And uh, I would say that most of the time, you know, 85% of the time, it would work very well. And uh, there's sometimes that uh, a few of them it wouldn't see past life, but it doesn't mean that we couldn't do something else and we couldn't have conversations with their higher self or things like that. So, um, uh, you know, you always get to, 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 to find something out. It's just sometimes they're not ready to see a past life. So at that point, you know, it's no point trying or pushing, you know. So, mm-hmm. Let's tell our listeners of where the Gabriel Principle is available. Where can, where can they get it? Um, that, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon, and it's uh, in uh, book format or in Kindle format. So if you read Kindle, you can you can order it. It's not very expensive. I think it's about $6 or something like that in Kindle, and uh, a little bit more expensive in, um, in book form. But... Uh, you know, I, I read a lot in Kindle, and I, I find it's fun. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Linda, uh, one of the other things that we're going to do tonight is, is talk about Volca. Tell, tell us who Volca is and, and how that came about. Okay. Well, um, Volca is my ex-husband's spirit guide. Um at one point, we were discovering all kinds of past life by doing regressions and what. And then my husband started reading uh, about automatic writing and how we could ask a question uh, to our spirit guide. Now, he calls it spirit guide, but we can also say it's a higher self or, you know, some people have conversation with God. Uh, it, it depends who you call whatever that little voice in your your head is 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 telling you so but of course i had to put him again into a hypnotic state which is basically the same thing as putting him in a relaxed state or a meditation state um these are all words that bring you pretty much at the same place 
where you don't feel like moving, you just your whole body is 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 relaxed. And um, at that point, uh, we were going to do automatic writing. So the idea was to write a question at the top of the page. And I would put him in a relaxed state. And then he would start just writing, you know, whatever came up into his mind. And the first time we did that, he started writing very, very fast. And I would change the pages and he would write. But at the end, he slowed down the first time and he wrote, from your spirit guide, Volca. And so we thought that, wow, what's that? You know, like we reread it because we we hardly had time to read it while he was writing it because he was writing it so fast. So when it finished and he signed Volca and Volca wrote that, you know, we're glad that you're there and we're glad that you're finally communicating with us. And he says us because there's more than one guide, but he's the one who sort of like signed the thing. And um, and we're glad that you're listening to us and whatever. We've tried to communicate with you before, but you weren't apt to listening, you know. So so that was good, and we tried it again. We did it maybe three times or three, four times, and at one point um, we asked another question. And it was a lot of time questions of, about our relationship, me and my husband, because at that time we were we were having a hard time with our relationship, and and uh, we wanted to have questions, and and really the past lives and all that did answer a lot of our questions about our relationship because he had been my father many times, and uh, so that it, it it did affect us in this life. And and certain things that happened in past life affected our relationship in this life. So at one point, we did a Volca session. We called it the Volca session. And uh, he was writing, writing, and I was turning the pages and turning the pages. I couldn't turn the page fast enough. And (laughs) no, I just couldn't. And then all of a sudden, because I wasn't turning the page fast enough, he kind of, you know, flew the page up really, rough, you know, roughly, and and I felt like, ah, how mean is that? You know, <laughs> I felt hurt that that he would. Well, it was my ex-husband that sort of flew the page, you know, and uh, I was feeling bad, and but I wasn't saying anything, and I wasn't reading anymore, and whatever. And then all of a sudden, because my ex-husband, it was my ex-husband, he he wasn't looking too much. He would look just a little bit, and he didn't know that I was upset because I didn't say anything, and he was right in his trance. And all of a sudden, he started stopped writing, and then he wrote, um, I'm sorry, Linda, that you feel upset that uh, I give faster to, his name was Bill, um, then he can write, okay? So when I read that, I said, oh, my God. It, it, it's like I didn't say to him I felt bad, and and he knew, like Volca knew. So anyways, after that, I asked Volca, is it possible that we could just have a conversation and not go through this paper thing? And he said, yes, just ask questions and I will answer. So then after that, I started making notes and I started asking questions verbally. And he would answer me, Volca would answer me through my ex-husband, Bill, and would would 
you know, give me some answers. And the thing is, you know, some people will say, well, yeah, yeah, that that was your husband talking. It was not Volca or whoever. But uh, Volca was much more, much wiser than my husband. Uh, and, and the thing is that he would tell my husband, well, you should do this and you, you should give Linda more room. And, you know, like it was sort of, um, there's no way my husband would be saying these things. So I really could see the difference between Volca and my husband. So, in effect, your, your husband was channeling Volca. I'm, I'm, yes, exactly. He was channeling Volca. And and the thing is, when you, you know, to me, that was really, really, really weird, okay, because, you know, that just doesn't happen, you know, to us anyways. Maybe you read it in a book, but not to us. And this was in 1989, and... um I mean, I wouldn't talk about it. I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't dare talk about it because I thought they're going to lock me up, you know. <laughs> uh, at that time, it's sort of like I kept it secret, and and it gave me the idea of of writing it all down, all these sessions and everything, and that I was going to write a book about it eventually. And it, it maybe it took about three, four years that I started writing all the notes that I, I took with Volca and all the conversations, mm-hmm. and I started writing my story and and how it connected. And the thing is, with my story also, I wanted to verify past life. I, I really wanted to prove that reincarnation existed, so I went and took a bus trip and searched in the libraries to find the past lives and all that. And, um, you know, in the end, you know, I found certain things in the library that fit, but I didn't didn't find the real proof, you know. And but as I wrote my story and my the you know the whole story, it came obvious that it's my life itself that proved because there's so much connections to the past life. It's it's uncanny, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a little later in in tonight's show, we're going to uh, share for our listeners a, a reenactment of a session with Volca, also. Exactly, and it's a pretty uh, it's it's a good session because it's one of my last sessions with Volca. Uh, my husband and I we separated. He I lived in Montreal or close to Montreal, and he moved to Vancouver. So there was not going to be any more challenge. Uh, He's not going to channel, I can't even say it, channel Volcan, mm-hmm. or for me anyways, because cause he was going to be really far. And, and I thought, well, that's it. That's over with for me to, to have conversations with him. And how am I going to find more stuff about, you know, how things work and, and all that. And uh, Volca said to me, you know, one of the last ones, he says, Linda, you do have all the answers within you you're going to be able to do that too you know like do automatic writing and 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 get the answers that you need and i didn't i didn't really believe him because i wasn't very good at that you know meditation and all that i'm i'm kind of like a little bit um attention deficit you know so it's, it's hard yeah it's hard for me to concentrate and 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 meditate like what's that meditate don't think about anything how can you do that that's impossible uh, so 
but it took a long time, and and eventually, yes, I I found out that I could do automatic writing, that I could with different tricks uh, to get into a meditation or relaxed state. I could do that, and I and it worked out, and I got a lot of good answers when things uh, happened in my life that I needed answers. Um, so I feel that I can I can teach that to people how to do automatic writing because. Uh, I came from very far to be able to do that. You know, it's uh, meditation, you know, has been something very hard for me to do pretty much all my life. But, you know, now I can do it. Mm -hmm. Well, Linda Mulvey, if you're ready, let's uh, reenact that first regression. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So I'm the one who starts first. Uh, you go right ahead, yes. <laughs> yes, and and you're going to play the role of my husband, okay? I am the role of John, and you are Leanne. Go right ahead. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Tell me, what do you feel? Tell me what you see. It's dark, very dark. I thought, of course it's dark. He probably can't see anything. Why is it dark? It's dark because it's not time. And I'm hiding. Why are you hiding? Because they must never know I'm here. Where are you hiding? I'm under a bridge. I'm waiting. They must never find me. Who are they? My enemies, of course. They kidnapped my wife. I must get her back. Well, who are you? I'm a Norseman. I'm king of my people. I must get my queen back. Why did they kidnap your wife? Because they're my enemies, of course. Tell me, what will you do next? Well, I will wait until daybreak. I will gather some men, and then we will attack. I want you to go forward in time to the attack. Tell me what happens. What do you see? There's a lot of blood. We're entering the fort. They haven't got a chance. We surprised them. What happens after you enter the fort? No. She's dead. They killed her. They knew I was coming and they poisoned her. They killed who? My wife. Where is she? She's in my arms. She's gone now. She's dead. Who killed her? I don't know yet. But when I find them, I will cut their heads off. I want you to go forward in time. Did you find out who did this to your wife? Yes, I grabbed a guard and put a sword to his throat. And asked him, who did this to my wife? He told me that it was the prince who had done it. And then he pleaded for his life. What did you do then? I had no pity. I destroyed him. What did you do to the prince? I killed him too. Cut his head off. He didn't even see me coming. I want you to go forward in time a few years and tell me where you are. I'm at home. Are you with somebody or are you alone? I am with my son. Oh, 
Oh, you you have a son? Yes. Did did you remarry? No. Have you never felt that you wanted female com- uh, companionship? There are many women in this kingdom that come and serve me when I want my satisfaction. I have no need for another wife. How old's your son? He's two years old. He has so much energy. He's now sitting on my throne playing. If he only knew the hardships that are involved in sitting on that throne. I want you to go forward in time and tell me what is happening in your life. I'm old now. It is my son who will be king. I've shown him all I know. He is a great warrior. He will be a great Norseman and a great king. How old is your son? He's 30. I want you to go forward in time. What do you see? I see myself surrounded by water. Are are you dead? Yes. It is a Norseman's sea burial. Tell me, uh, what have you learned in this lifetime? I learned hatred and violence. I was so excited about the session that I didn't want to stop. I wanted to bring John into yet another life. Through the crack of the drapes, I could see that it was getting dark, but I continued. I want you to go further ahead in time into another life. What do you see? What do you do? What do you feel? I'm on a train. Where are you going? I don't know. They're taking us somewhere. Who are us? Well, I know who they are. They are the Nazis. They're the Nazis. Oh, oh! Uh, go forward in time and tell me where you are. I'm in a field. What are you doing in the field? I'm digging. Where's your wife? She's in another camp. Uh, I don't know if she's still alive. How long has it been since you've seen her? Two years. Hmm. Go forward in time. Tell me what is happening. They bring all of us into a big room. I wonder what they will do with us this time. What's happening now? Oh, they're spraying something on us. What are they doing? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I knew what was happening, and I knew where he was. I also knew the outcome. I panicked. He was panting he- panting heavily, and I didn't know what to do. I got a grip of my emotions and said very forcefully, Calm down. You feel no pain. You feel no pain. His heaving chest calmed as he resumed normal breathing. This event made me realize that without experience, hypnotizing could be dangerous, but I used more caution and I continued with my probing probing instructions. Uh, Take a deep breath and relax. That's it. Relax. Now I want you to cross to the other side after your death. Tell me what you see. So many people dead. So many souls. It's such a shame. What have you learned in this lifetime? How to be a businessman. I've learned hatred. I've learned bitterness. 
I've learned to be a victim of hatred. There you go. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Captured the uh, the moment I I, I imagine you experienced some real deja vu of while we were doing that. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's um I like to show that first regression because you know, like I I, I didn't think it was gonna work to start with and it did work the first time. And there was really a connection between those two lives, where the first life, he was the one that learned hatred and killing and what. And in the second life, he learned to be the victim of, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, being killed just because of his, his race or religion and stuff like that, you know. So to me, this was totally amazing. And, um... After that, well, I was studying, going to the library, seeing about Norsemen and seeing, you know, oh, geez, the, the burial is at sea and, um, you know, that they put them on a the boat and then they put the boat on fire. And, I mean, I've seen that now in the program, the Vikings, but this was, you know, in 1989 and I didn't know much about the Vikings then or the Norsemen. So mm-hmm. I found that very, very interesting. And then we went on to discovering so many other lives and we discovered that his wife that died in that lifetime was me because um we we come back with the same people and in that life I was his wife that got kidnapped at least that's what his reality was that I got kidnapped but we found out afterwards by doing more regressions uh and talking to Volca that it really wasn't a kidnap is that I had left um, uh, with the prince and I had left my little boy with uh, my husband and um, and uh, just pretended that it was a kidnap. So uh, I found that, you know, I talked to Volca about it and I said, that, you know, I don't think I would ever leave my child uh, but the way Volka explained it is that um, I didn't know I was going that far away. And the prince had told me that he would go back and get my son, but that never happened. And it's the prince that poisoned me because he didn't want me to go back to my husband, uh, which is kind of weird, but I guess if you're possessive or something like that, that that's possible. <laughs> And uh, so then we found out a lot of other lives and all that. So I think we found out about seven other lives of how things, you know, it it, it created a never-ending story, which is 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 fascinating. So anyway, it was a, it was good to discover all these things and how it affects me in this life and what I have to learn in this life because of of these past lives because. You know, it's not just like when I would hypnotize somebody else, we'd find patterns of life, of this life, actually, things that happen mm-hmm. over and over and over until until you get it right, you know. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to live a situation, you know, let's say with an alcoholic or a lot of people are alcoholics, so there's 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 a pattern in your life. And then when you succeed in doing the right thing, 
uh, then you could go on to something else, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, some heavy stuff. And were you able, in, in your own regression, to to relive and re-experience some of the uh, the things uh, as the Viking wife and and so forth? Um, I I have myself like when we would do these regression, I I kind of had a sense of knowing the story. Mm-hmm. Of course, he wouldn't say it, even though I was hypnotizing him, because when he said about his wife being kidnapped. In my mind, I said, no, she wasn't kidnapped. And mm-hmm. I, I already knew the answers. And it, it it was like that pretty much on on all the regressions. I would know the truth, at least my side of the truth, because you know that there's a lot of truth. Depends on who's, on what side you're looking, you know. So um, I've never been, I, I had been regressed once, and we went to another, one life. Uh, but like I said, I wasn't as visual as my husband. I would, I would, if I was in a regression, I would feel more emotions, and that's 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 normal because there's some people will be more visual and some people will feel more the emotions and all that. I remember when I got regressed, I felt a terrible sadness. Um, I did visualize a little bit what I was wearing and everything. And uh, and um, I didn't understand why I was such sadness. And then we did a Volca session, and I found out that uh, my son, that uh, in that in a future life after the Viking life, had died, um, uh, fell off a cliff, and I felt guilty. You see, there's a connection right there. In the Viking life, I left my son, mm-hmm. and in the it was in uh, a future life. Um, it was in United States. I, I wouldn't know exactly what year, but you know we had these aprons and whatever. Anyways, I lost my son, and that was sort of like karmic because in one life I left him, and the next life he uh, he left me. And uh, but then at that life I I got a lot of guilt and what. Uh, towards my son. So when my son was born again in this life, oh my God, I was so afraid that something would happen to him and I would check him all the time. And um, at one point he was four years old and he fell uh, in between a boat and a dock because we were going on a ferry and my son was four. He couldn't swim or anything. And he fell through about six inches between the dock and the boat and I could see him down there, and I dove in, and I saved him. I pushed him up in the water and everything. And I had a, a Volca session after, and I said, oh, I was so afraid and all that. And Volca said to me, well, you needed to do that to get rid of your guilt. You, had, you needed to save him in this life. So there's another connection, you know? How old is your son now in this lifetime? He's 32. Wow, wow. He survived mm-hmm. till then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's wonderful. Yes, and, and, and what's opposite is that he's lived with me pretty much his whole life because his father went to Vancouver. So in contrary to the Viking life uh, where he lived with his father all his life, in this life he lived with his mother pretty much all his life. You know, so again, a connection. Indeed. Yes. Mhm. 
So it's, uh, you know, it's sometimes people ask me, well, what's the point of, of looking at your past life? You know, especially a lot of time today, live for today, you know, don't look in the past, just look how beautiful it is today and that's it. And I agree. I think that's great to, to live in the, in the present and see what's beautiful. But if, if you have issues with the, with the past of this life, let's say you have a, an event that you, you wonder, why me and I can't get past this and all that, then it would be good to go and see your past life. You know, just by studying history, you know, regular history, they say, you know, it's good to understand history so that it doesn't repeat itself. Well, the same thing with past lives. The past lives is your history. It's your personal history of the emotions you've learned in your past lives. And when you go and search this, um, it gives you really a lot of clues of, 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 of what you're living in this life and, and in which direction would be good and all that. Uh, you know, uh, Going in past life can solve fears that you have in this life. Sometimes you have a fear, a, a phobia that you, you don't understand. You know, you have, you're claustrophobic and you don't know why you would have be claustrophobic. Um, and it's maybe because of a past life. Um, you know, sometimes they, they find, a, you know, you died in a past life in a submarine or something like that. And this life, well, you can't stand being in close spaces things like that, you know, and um, it, it can heal physical problems by going into past lives, and, and the funny thing that we did, me and my husband, is that we were able to change things in a past life, which, because the emotions that we lived in the past life are still within us now. So if we go into a past life and we sort of reenact the past life and we talk about the emotions that he has and we try and um, change that by explaining what's going on and all that, we can actually change the emotion of the past, therefore changing the emotion in the present. And uh, I did that with my husband because after the German life, uh, with the Nazis, uh, he lost a lot of confidence in himself. My husband was not confident of himself. It was very hard for him to to work and have a job and be confident of his work. And, and um, I was told that it's because of this past life, you know, that he lost a lot of confidence. And um, we were able to go back and, and change that in the past life by reinforcement of of you know, of ideas and, and what, and then, and it works because he's a much more confident person now. We're still friends. We still talk. He lives uh, out West still, but, uh, but I don't have any Volca sessions <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and you miss those a bit too. Well, it, it's good, but I, you know, I was, I was able to do it on my own. I've had a lot of good conversations with my spirit guides and, uh, you know, I do with uh, automatic writing. I write down and then I read after. And I'm, all, I'm always amazed at what they say to me, uh, that they actually do answer my questions. And um, 
I feel that it's something everybody can do. It just takes practice, that's all. And uh, practice to get into a relaxed state. It's, it's, it's always easier to get into a relaxed state when somebody is giving you instructions. You know, to meditate on your own, uh, I have a hard time with that because I'm always, you know, oh, my head is scratchy. Oh, what am I going to make for supper? Or You know, the mind wanders. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening to someone telling you now, you're going to concentrate on your feet and you're going to relax your feet and then you build up, you go up your legs and you, your arms, your hands, you relax the whole body and um, to the point where you really don't want to move, you're very comfortable, you're relaxed, uh, you listen to the voice and all you have to do, and it, it's it's not... It's not the person hypnotizing to have any power whatsoever, okay? Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm not going to look at her in her eyes or I'm not going to listen to her. It's, it's, it's the person being hypnotized that is listening to the instructions and cooperating. And, and, and if the person who's giving you instructions says, I want you to visualize now uh, a, a white cloud and, and that you're lying on the white cloud and you're very, very comfortable... And so you you try to visualize these things. If you're saying, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to her, and I'm not going to do that, and it's not going to work. You have to try and listen to the instructions, and, and if you do, it's the same thing as if you go to a yoga lesson and add the, the, the teacher puts you lying down at the end for relaxation. It's the same, same, same thing. So... Yeah, it's, it's the same thing as being hypnotized. So, and 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 you're not sleeping. Nobody puts nobody to sleep. What what we're doing when you hypnotize is, is that we are shutting down the switches of the body. We're just making it so that your body does not disturb your thoughts, and you could really concentrate on that little voice that's telling you things. Because when I hypnotize someone and I ask them to go to past lives, I will ask him first questions that, you know, I could ask things like, are you inside, are you outside, what do you have on your feet, uh, what are you wearing? Uh, and, and the person is supposed to just say whatever comes first to mind. So you really uh-huh. have to trust what's coming to your mind. And, well, and in, in, in many cases, under the uh, regressive hypnosis, a person enters what's known as the alpha state of, of the brainwave activity. And many people who go under the regressive hypnosis report, for example, being able to feel the sword in their hand or being able to feel uh, the shield. A, a, a neighbor friend of mine who was a liberal Catholic priest, when he went to a monastery on a retreat uh, up in Oklahoma City, he went under a regressive hypnosis session there, and he re-experienced life as a Viking. And he actually was able to feel the sword in his hands and feel the shield. And, and what he described was going into the alpha level, the alpha state. It's an actual where your brainwave, as you say, because there's no physical distraction, no external sensory uh, distraction from your body. You're able to lower your brainwave level and re-experience that past lifetime. Exactly, that's exactly, and uh, you know, some people will be able to go deeper than others, and mm-hmm. and, and are you know can really feel and see and describe everything to you where they live, and 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 some people, you know, 
maybe more like me that go a little bit lighter, but I can I can get sort of the words in my mind and uh, the first thing that I think. And the thing is, when you do this hypnosis, at the beginning, yeah, it could be difficult. You're thinking, oh, I'm making this up. But the, the longer you do it, the more the subconscious understands what you're doing and the more the answers will come to you quickly, Okay. It's the same thing with uh, uh, automatic writing. At the beginning, you write a question, and then, okay, you're in a relaxed state, and you start writing every word that you think. And sometimes, you know, it's one word after the other, and you don't even know where the sentence is going to finish or if it's going to make any sense at all. But it doesn't matter. You keep writing, and then it kicks in where you start writing faster and faster because it's coming to your mind and you're just writing everything that that you think of and uh that you know comes from your subconscious mind or your spirit guides or whatever but first you've got to you know relax your body close those switches of the body you know opens up that stream of consciousness and then the thoughts just flow and pour out Exactly, and uh, that's 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 how it works. Uh, it took me a while to figure it out, but anyways, it's, that's why I, I I think it's important that everybody do that. To be in contact with that vo- inside voice is, uh, you know, it could save your life. Even you know, if you listen to your um, your intuition, that's the intuition. That's- Absolutely. Mhm. Yeah. Well, Linda, let's let's recreate that last conversation with Volka. Okay. Uh, just to put you in the situation here, uh, my father had died of an operation the week before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was the type that smoked all his life, and uh, then they found that his arteries were blocked, and he had a choice to go and have an operation. In fact, you know they they said he should because it could his arteries could bust any time so he went in the operation but he died after the operation 4 days after so i wanted to have a conversation with volka because i i i don't know i just had a few questions about that about my dad dying and what so that's 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 a little bit the conversation but we went on to death in in general and whether or not we choose our death or whatever. So that's that's what this conversation is about. So I'll start. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Volka, tell me, is our faith already sealed for us before we start our lives? Are we destined to live and die a certain way? Your life is not predetermined. Throughout your life, you choose your destiny. With every decision you make, it changes your direction, and then you make more decisions. But my father, did he decide that he wanted to die? Your father made decisions all through his life that led him to the condition he was in, which in turn led him to the operation. When they told him he needed an operation... He chose to go through with it. While he was being operated on, he had a choice to live or die. He chose to die. 
but why didn't he did, did he want to die didn't he love us didn't he want to stay of course he loved you but your father was ready for a new adventure he was a very active man to live in an unhealthy body uh was not a challenge he wanted to tackle. Well, my mother would certainly disagree with you. She says that he wanted to live, only that it's his heart that gave out. It was his choice to have his heart stop. It's hard to understand that we have complete responsibility for what happens in our lives, even our own death. Oh, but that that can't be. What if I was in an accident or something? Like, let's say I was run over by a bus. I would never choose a thing like that. There is no such thing as an accident. And there are many reasons for someone to choose that particular situation. There are as many reasons as there are different people in the world. It could be karma. For example, in a previous life, there could have been a reversal of roles. You could have been the bus driver, and uh, the bus driver could have been the victim. So I would purposely run in front of the bus. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. Consciously, you would not run out in front of a bus, but subconsciously, you might. Consciously, though, we will choose to be careless or not. Subconsciously, one could be unhappy with oneself and could be carrying much hatred, guilt, and fear that can destroy oneself, uh, whether in an accident or an illness. Also, one might choose to be in an accident to teach someone close to them what it's like to lose someone dear. Oh, come on, Volka. Why would anyone do that? People need to learn all kinds of lessons in this world. We choose to learn our lessons. And there will be loved ones that will choose to be the vehicle for that lesson. Lessons make people stronger. Even the worst disaster can be a purpose of growth. Some will die, so others will grow. But both parties will have chosen their roles. What bigger display of love can there be? And to give one's life so another may grow. Oh, my God. This is complicated. Who the hell programs all this? There must be one hell of a computer up there. <laughs> there are no computers, uh, but you could say that human nature is the most complex computer around. All right. Okay. So let's say I died in an earthquake. Surely that is not my choice. Ah, but it is your choice to live in a place that is susceptible to earthquakes. Well, that doesn't mean I want to be in one. I'm sure that people don't believe that there's going to be an earthquake, and they hope for the best. Well, that would be their choice to believe whatever they want. No. All right, then. What if I was just on a visit and I got caught in an earthquake? Uh, I couldn't possibly know. Well, your conscious mind does not know, but your unconscious mind does. You know what intuition is. Do you know what ESP is? 
extrasensory perception, we all have it. Some are more aware that they have it than others. Some are not conscious that they have it at all. Every day our subconscious mind can also save our lives. Why did you stop in time when a car almost hit you, even though you did not see it? Do you know? Do you understand? Mm, Yes, I guess so. It just seems like life is a big free-for-all. You can choose anything you want to do, even choose when you and where to die. Although there are some who want to die and can't. That is why some have decided to use euthanasia. Do do you know to have someone else uh, help them to die? Because whatever they end up doing, living or dying, it is because they wanted it that way. And they needed to learn something from the experience. You talked before of someone's karma. Can we can we change our karma? You should know by now that you can. Karma is caused by unresolved hatred, guilt, fear, insecurity, and all the negative feelings you might have for yourself and others. Yeah, I guess you're right. I certainly have to think about this dying concept a little bit more, though. <laughs> well. That was quite a quite an experience with Volca. Yes, yes, it was, and and he would always sort of like come up with things that I hadn't thought about, and oh yeah, really, wow, you know. Um, so he was he was pretty uh, pretty wise, <laughs> and uh, that kind of it kind of made me think that. Um, you know, how everything is connected, how we're all connected to each other and how things happen uh, for a reason, um, that people die for for a reason sometimes so that we can learn. And that's why sometimes I hear like in the news that something happened and then we should be changing something so it won't happen again, and we don't. And I think that that person died in vain. You know, it's sometimes we have to make changes so that so that you know they didn't die for nothing. And uh, I think time and time again, people will die so that we learn. You know. And, and also uh, another school of thought which ties right in with this, and which you're probably also familiar with, and many many believe that we uh, from the other side choose when and how and where we're going to mm-hmm. die in each incarnation. And I have encountered that uh, uh, concept many, many times, and I think there's some validity to that as well. I think that, that we do many times pre-plan uh, when we're going to leave and how we're going to leave our next life. In other words, with all the pieces fit together. So sometimes your higher self from the other side will, will be aware of the overall plan uh, more than, than you will, uh, you know, on a conscious level during your incarnation. Yeah, no, I've heard of that too. And uh, especially like with uh, young children that that die, sometimes it's it's really pre-planned so that the parent would learn. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, well, I'm the one who's teaching my, my children things, but usually it's the other way around. It's the kids, you know, come here to teach us things, how to be a parent, and uh, in the case where a child would die, how to grieve a child, how to survive, and 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 maybe 
help others that go through the same thing, you know. Uh, we, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that happen to us that you wonder why, and lots of times it's because we're meant to do something about that situation, help others uh, change something, change a law maybe, who knows, give conferences, you know, there's a reason for everything, and and lots of times we don't see it when when the event happens, especially when it's an event that's uh, that feels bad and negative. Um, maybe a few years later, then we understand that it had to happen exactly like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Linda, well, as the Gabriel principle of takes off, and more and more people are reading it and buying it and getting into it. Are you, are you planning for the future a sequel of some sort, uh, or is that is a little further down the road perhaps something that you might consider? Well, I, I don't know. At this point, no, uh, because I never really considered myself a writer, but I considered that I had a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, almost like I had a contract that, that's what I had to do is is write this book because ever since I was a teenager, it's what I wanted to do, but then I didn't know what to write about. And then when this happened, I kind of knew this is what I was supposed to write about. And I always knew that I would have one book, uh, whether I would have another book. I don't know. I don't have the maybe the ambition to, to be, you know, a writer, but I did, I did write it in a way that was entertaining, funny, a little bit sarcastic. Uh, um, you know, if you're going to make a book, you've got to make it not only interesting but fun to read, you know, and, and I think I did that. And I'm starting to give conferences. I, I have in February, I'm giving a conference, uh, actually in French, uh, in, in Montreal, uh it's it's sort of like a show for uh um you know a wellness show and it, there's going to be a lot a lot of people and there's a lot of different conferences so i'm i'm having one of those and i have a booth and everything so i'm starting to get out there a little bit more you know mm-hmm. bon chance. <laughs> i really really hope you're very very successful with that uh, what are some of the other plans that you have uh, on, on the agenda for the next year or so in terms of uh, promoting the book or even uh, having more uh, uh, hypnotic regression sessions? Well, I'm thinking of, of getting more into the hypnotic. I, I did take a um, uh, hypnotherapy. Uh, I, I got a diploma in hypnotherapy. Again, that was sort of like uh, something that interests me. And, Great. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, but I, I always did prefer the past life regression. And when you take hypnotherapy, at least the course that I took, um, they would not do past life regression. They would do regressions into the same life, but they would never teach you past life regression. But I took that basically because I wanted to know if I, w- I was doing it right because I had been doing past life regression for years before that. But you know never had you know i taught myself with with the how to book so um i wanted to take this course to make sure that i did it right and everything and i found out that i was doing it right but uh, and i did find out you know what hypnotherapy is all about and all that and 
basically the difference between hypnotherapy and past life regression is that hypnotherapies, you go insert things into your subconscious mind. You go insert ideas, you go insert confidence, you go insert, you know, you want to stop smoking, you you give suggestions that instead of smoking, you're going to do this, you're going to drink water instead or whatever. So whatever you insert into a subconscious mind when you're in a relaxed state, it's like you'll never forget it. Like you could say, every time you're going to pass through the door, you're going to think of this. And, <laughs> and it's when you do that in hypnotherapy and a person is relaxed and you make a suggestion like that, you're going to see when you're awake, you're going to pass through the door and, and the thought's going to go where it's supposed to go, you know, where, where the suggestion is. So hypnotherapy is really inserting things into the, the, um, in, into your subconscious mind. But uh, past life regression is going to get information into your subconscious mind because in your subconscious mind you have all the memories of all your past lives and everything. So that's what the difference between the two. Of course, if you're doing right, regression, right. you know, if you're doing regression for when you were, let's say, a thought, what happened to you when you were six or, or five or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. That, that's the same thing. You're going to get what's in your memory in your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Right. In the one case, the, the first case, the hypnotherapy, you're working in subliminal, you know, ideas are being placed there that, that you will later on act on that will become part of your life and consciousness, whereas in the regressive, uh, you're actually retrieving. You're going back looking for past memories. That's exactly right. Exactly. So uh, I don't know if I want to go back and doing hypnotherapy, but I certainly want to uh, when I retire, um, which won't be too long. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I'm going to do more past life regressions and uh, and and things like that because the you know I'm finding that more and more people are uh, accepting of past life idea and and want to go see the past lives. Um, Just by being in the group uh, on Facebook, uh, I'm noticing, you know, there's like 10,000 members in this past life group. It's it's amazing that there's so many people that are questioning uh, past lives, regressions, and they have all kinds of questions. It's so interesting. There's a lot of questions that I I can't answer, but um, social media, social media enables uh, people to network now and, and to make all kinds of, of neat connections uh, with others and, and to explore all sorts of different things. It's a wonderful way for you to to not only just promote your book, The Gabriel Principle, but to connect with other people on so many different levels, too. Yeah, and the thing is, it's, 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 that is extremely fun now in this year, uh, but when I started in 1989, there was none of that, and uh, it's sort of like, ooh, don't, don't talk about it, Linda, or it's, uh, it's like taboo, and even here, like I live in Montreal, and uh, it's not everybody that you can talk about this, you know. Uh, a lot of my friends that I have, it's like, oh, come on, Linda, don't be so weird, you know. 
Oh, I remember very vividly in the early 80s when when I read the, the Seth material, the Jane Roberts, which I'm sure you're familiar with those. Yes, I read those too, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and we had a discussion group that met once a week, and we did discuss these, these sorts of things and read the books. And, of course, the Shirley McClain out on the limb book came out, and she sort of was a trailblazer. She sort of broke the mold in terms of bringing it all into the popular consciousness. Yeah. So we can thank Shirley McLean, I think, for starting the conversation with with the general public to where it has become, you know, basically much more accepted now than it was, let's say, back in 1989. So it's gaining a level of popular consciousness now. Yeah, but Shirley McLean got a lot of flack because of uh, her book. Oh, sure, 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 yes, she did. Yeah, it was very controversial at the time, absolutely. It is for anyone groundbreaking like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why it took me so long to get my book out because I was afraid. I was afraid to 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 share this with other people, and yet I knew I had to do it. And even just um, sharing it with my Facebook friends, uh, the idea that I wrote this book, it, it still scares me. It's, it's it's weird. I don't know. But anyway. Well, it's a wonderful I'm, thing. I'm thinking, what the hell? <laughs> it's part of your destiny, and you just forge right ahead, and it's out there now, and I hope our listeners will buy it. And uh, I anticipated a lot more callers, but you know, these shows have a life of their own because this recording will be uploaded, of course, into Facebook, and you'll get your own copy, and a number of people in those groups that we talked about on Facebook will share this uh, show around as an MP3, and it will go all over the place. Uh, there will even be a YouTube video of some of the best portions of it that I will uh, create and post to YouTube. So this will have a life of its own, and, uh, you know, five years from now, there will be people out there listening to it. So that that's one thing about this. You know, we're, we're archiving this very important, documenting what I consider to be very important, spiritual awareness and spiritual consciousness. Right. Well, you're doing a good job doing that, and that's that's fabulous that you can do that. And and uh, I have to, uh, you know, thank you and, and compliment you that you're able to do that, you know, because I wouldn't know how to do that, you know, do a radio show and whatever. I wouldn't know how to do the technical stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Linda, I want to thank you for being my guest tonight. I look forward to having you back again in the future. And, uh, again, have a wonderful evening, and thank you for being here. Well, you too, and thank you to you. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.